Welcome, all creepy cats, to Ew, That's Creepy Podcast. We are in the mood for drama, so our theme for the week is people who tried to fake their own death. Melissa is going to tell Jackie about the disappearance and reappearance of Benny Hardin Wint, who was presumed dead for over 20 years. Let's get creepy. What's up, Hellcats? Welcome back to You That's Creepy Podcast. Jackie and I are here today with a theme that is bringing the drama. We thought that we had to make it a little more lighthearted, as lighthearted as we can on this podcast since the last couple episodes have been deep. Yeah, the unsolved cases in Japan were so interesting, but man, are people fucked up. Like, yeah, that first one was really brutal. And the second one, thinking of how many people they poisoned, 30-some people, and you don't even seem to feel bad or anything. And the fact that the they were dying and it was, like, just a horrible, slow, painful death. Ugh, awful. I know. I know. It was crazy, but... So let's cool it down this week. <laughs> yeah, I needed something with at least a happy ending. So Jackie and I today, we are going to be talking about someone who staged their own death. It's giving law and order. Very days of our lives. Yeah. Very days of our lives. Yeah, they always do crazy stuff on that show. Faking their own death. They... Amnesia. I... Everybody has amnesia on days of our lives. I was going to say <laughs> the damn amnesia. There was that time uh, Marlene was possessed. <gasps> oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, they actually have someone who was possessed. I believe it was on days of our lives. That show, I will say, when I just went... Totally mindless, dumb drama. I did like watching that show in the past. Sometimes when I'm at Planet Fitness, I'll watch when it's up on one of the TVs. It gets me through through a workout, so I'll give you that. (laughs) Our case today, though, is absolutely true. And it all began on September 24th, 1989. It began when a man named Benny Wint went on vacation with his fiance, Patricia Hollingsworth. Benny was 29 at the time. I'm not sure how old his fiance is. There aren't a ton of articles about this case, so it's not going to be a very long episode, but it's still crazy to talk about. So I still want to hear it. Thank you, Jackie. Benny is 29. I imagine Patricia is around the same age. They were living in South Carolina. Recently, Hurricane Hugo had hit the area that they were living, so they had a stressful period, of course, and then they decided that they wanted to take a little vacation, just escape, get away somewhere um, for the weekend, and they decided to head to Daytona Beach, Florida. How fun. What could go wrong? (laughs) 
They even talked about getting married, potentially, while they were there. Hmm. <laughs> we'll see. And just a little background, Benny had been married before. He was now divorced, but he did co-parent a four-year-old daughter whose name was Christy. So on the 24th, Benny, September 24th, Benny and Patricia, they're enjoying their day at Daytona Beach. They're swimming, having a great time, doing what couples do. Benny jumps into the water just to go on a little swim. But after a couple minutes, Patricia didn't notice him in the water. And she was looking around, calling out his name. She didn't see him. Literally your worst nightmare. That's so scary. That really is your worst nightmare. It happens so fast, too. I could just imagine that horrible feeling of anxiety when you don't see them at first. And you're like, okay, I'm trying not to panic. But then you're like, really? What the hell? Mm -hmm. She actually started running up and down the beach, screaming Benny's name. And then she, you know, she was just frantically looking for him. And then she ran over to the lifeguard and she told the lifeguard that her fiancé was missing. She had seen him go into the water, but he had not come out. And, yeah, Patricia was really frantic and she had no idea where Benny went. The lifeguard at the time, he had been watching and he saw people swimming, but he didn't see anyone go under. I assume that he meant that you would, like, see someone struggling and stuff. Usually someone doesn't just slide into the water and not come back out. And he didn't see any of that. And he had been paying close attention. So the lifeguard did a little search, but he did not see Benny at all. And um, the lifeguard and Patricia called the police, and they did their search as well. The police, I think they first came and just searched more in the water, but they still didn't see Benny anywhere. So they searched by boat, helicopters, and with divers over the next couple of days. Wow. But they still found no signs of Benny. That's extensive. Did they think any way it could have been a shark attack or something? No. I mean, there tr- there would have been blood, and I'm sure he would have screamed, but I don't know. Exactly. And the Volusia County Beach Patrol officer at the time, his name was Scott Peterson. Yikes. Oh, no. It was spelled differently, but I was like, oh. <laughs> anyway, um, so the patrol officer at the time, he has been basically one of the only people to speak publicly about the case And he did say that police thought it was a little suspicious because they said that really when someone drowns that they find the body over the next couple of days or weeks. So I imagine if there was a shark attack too, you would find pieces. Sharks usually, especially sharks on the coast of Florida, aren't really the type that would take you out and not bring you back in. I mean... I had an obsession with sharks when I was growing up. Like, literally, I don't know why I was obsessed. (laughs) And if I remember correctly, I feel like the only shark that would, like, drag you away would maybe be a great white. And those are not in Florida. And even so, it's really rare to just, it happen and nobody sees anything. 
Where here's anything, and it's in September. It's not even June where it'd be really crowded. It's in later September. True. So, police thought it was weird, but... And I mean, clearly we know, like, what happens (laughs) in the end of the story, so I'm pretty confident it's not a shark. Police did think it was suspicious, but what else could they really do besides look around? I mean, there also weren't any signs to them that... Obviously, he wasn't murdered out there, so police didn't really think that he... I don't know if they even considered the fact that he could have walked away on his own accord. I mean, who would think that? Right. I think that after Benny disappeared, when they didn't hear from him at all, his fiance didn't hear anything. Other family members didn't hear anything either. So everyone kind of assumed that he drowned police definitely assumed that he drowned but other family members i'm not sure the specifics but it was definitely sure that other family members didn't think that he had just drowned and some people just said more that he had disappeared it was rumored that Benny's family from his hometown of Hartsville, South Carolina, had either seen or heard from him shortly after his disappearance. But it's hard to confirm that. The only reason people think that is because in 2007, so 18 years, 18 years. What? After Benny disappeared, there were literally no signs and traces of him. That's insane. Yeah. The rumors about him potentially being seen, like, right after his disappearance came from his daughter in 2007, Christy, who is so sad. Now she's, like, a young woman, posted an ad on a website called peoplesite.com. So it was basically a people finder type of website. And she posted that she was looking for her father who disappeared when she was four years old. It's so sad because the post said that Benny's mother was ill and that she just wanted to see her son one last time before she passed away. And so Christy was writing this ad on behalf of her grandmother. And she mentioned in the ad, I believe, that there were maybe family members who had seen him in South Carolina in 1989 after he disappeared. So I'm not really sure. I'm sure obviously Christy of anyone would know. So that was why she didn't think that he had drowned. That's so sad that he did leave and just leave his child. But I'll save that for the end. Yeah. So 20 years after Benny had disappeared. 20 years In 2009, police in North Carolina pulled over a vehicle because the light above the license plate was out. Such a routine traffic stop. Police asked the man to see some identification, pretty typical, and he responded that his name was William James Sweet, but he didn't have any driver's license or any identification that could show his name on it. So, 
police took him into the station. They obviously had to arrest him for driving without a license because he couldn't prove that he had a valid driver's license. I thought they could just look your name up in the system. Don't people say that? They do say that. It's 2009, though, so I'm not sure... If maybe True. back then they didn't. Or maybe they I'm had, sure that if they did, probably wasn't in any system. Maybe they had to bring him back to the station, like, to do that. True. But they took him back to the station, and they just had a basic interview just asking him, like, you know, where are you going? Why don't you have any ID on you? What's up? And he seemed emotional and nervous. Which to them was weird because they're like, it's just a traffic stop. We're not, like, you're not, you didn't murder someone or anything, did you? But with that interview, it was like all of a sudden the floodgates were just let loose. And Mr. Sweet revealed that he was actually Benny Wint. Oh my god. What the heck? He just gave it up so easily. Yeah, well, it's pretty crazy because police, like, didn't even believe that it was him at first. They kind of just thought, like, is he just giving a fake name of someone? Because they looked, and this person had disappeared 20 years ago and presumed to be dead by now. He told police that he had destroyed all of his personal documentation, and so he couldn't prove that he was Benny Wint either. And police didn't really know if they believed him. They kind of didn't at first just because the story was so outlandish. They actually charged him with providing a false identification to police as well as driving without a license. And they booked him as John Doe. Wow. So mysterious. The drama. I mean, either way, he did lie about his identification no matter who he is. Yeah. Police questioned... William, Benny, John Doe at this point. And the pieces did start to come together. Benny gave them details and he claimed that in 1989, he was involved in a dangerous drug distribution ring. He said at the time he had a warrant out for his arrest and he believed people from the drug ring were trying to kill him as well. So he basically just wanted to start a new life and disappear. Wow. I guess since the waters around Daytona Beach are pretty shallow, Benny told the detectives that he just went under the water, swam to the other side quickly and popped out, and then just literally walked away. Walked off the beach, didn't go back for any clothes or anything, I guess. But what did he do after that? Like, I don't understand how you just make a living with absolutely nothing on you. And you're in the beach, so you have no shirt he hitchhiked, or shoes. He hitchhiked his way to Alabama and just started a new life. I literally don't know the specifics because he doesn't do interviews. Like, all of this information is basically from the police investigation. But, yeah, he said, he told them he just hitchhiked to Alabama and started a new life. He met a woman who later became his wife. He had a son with her eventually. And at the time of his reemergence, he was running a local flea market. How humble. So he left because of the drug dealing stuff is what he said in an alleged warrant. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you want to know the craziest freaking part? Yes. 
police like ran his real name and looked back in the information at the time and he didn't even have a warrant out for his arrest he just thought he did and even wow he clearly was just really paranoid like that obviously he if people were trying to kill him who's to say but he clearly was really paranoid about the life that he was living at that time So, I'm not sure. Maybe people were actually out to kill him, and maybe he did need to escape. But police looked, and they said there was no warrant. They didn't really have anything on him. They didn't even have any information on him being in a drug distribution ring. That's so strange. Like, I mean, anything's possible, but it's also like, could he have just been saying that to make an excuse for why he left? I don't know. I don't know, but ever since he's been found, he remains silent. He said he won't do any interviews unless he's paid. And he basically just wants to live his solitude with his wife and his child. His new wife. Mm-hmm. Wow. Police. So does he have any, do you know if he has any contact with his first child? They didn't answer for questioning, like, from any mm. of the sources and any of the articles his ex-wife, his fiance, and his daughter couldn't be reached for questioning. But I imagine his daughter would be pissed as fuck. I mean, she put up that article two years prior to him being found. Yeah, that's sad. So I would also be very upset, but who knows if they've discussed the situation or not. It's just so sad. Like, just if you don't want to have a family, you might as well just be up front and say that rather than letting them wonder for 20 years what happened. It's so, it's just really sad. I feel so bad for the family. Yeah, that's a long time to not know. And it's just, I don't know, is that even true? Was there a drug distribution ring? Did you want to just like not have that family and start anew? I don't know. Who's to say? Does it really matter? But it's still just crazy how when you think about it, someone could be actually alive for 20 years, just out there living their life. And you think an accident really did occur. And it's so sad for his fiance. She was like in Daytona Beach expecting to maybe get married to this man. Yeah, that's just so crazy. Then to find out that he's been alive and just out there living... Yeah, I don't understand why you couldn't at least be honest with her and say, I have to leave, but here's why. I don't know, but that is honestly, that is the story of Benny Wint. It's crazy that there were only like two articles on this. I guess just because he won't really talk to anyone or discuss it in that length. But I just had to cover this because I was like 20 years, dude. And you're right. What did you do without an ID or a social? I need to know. And I'm sorry, the fact that he doesn't have shoes or a shirt, like, (laughs) he can't go into anywhere, really. I mean... I wonder that, too. Like, you literally walked out of the ocean without anything. No wallet, money, nothing. Maybe he had an accomplice. I don't know. Maybe. It's still just also crazy that he could have just walked right out of the water like that and no one... I know! I don't know. No one noticed. I mean, 
You I wouldn't think it was weird, though, obviously. I wanted police to, like, I wanted someone to do a recreation of, like, the route that he took. Because I need to see it in my, I need to see it visually to understand how someone could just get in the water and then get out without anyone seeing them. And I need him to do some sort of interview where he says how he made his way to Alabama with no shirt or shoes, <laughs> no nothing, no money. We have so many questions, Benny. If I you're really listening. do. No, he'll never respond. I'm sure he just wants, especially with it being now over 10 years since he was found. I wouldn't really want to talk about it either, I guess. Yeah, that is just crazy, though. I'm like, how the hell did I never hear about this? I know. It makes you think, too, especially, like, it makes you think with a lot of people, with men going missing, too. Like, are they just, like, escaping and starting a new life somewhere? I mean, obviously, women can do it, too. I just feel like men are more the type to totally start to a gone new... girl it. <laughs> okay, maybe it is women. Either way, it is crazy just thinking that you could assume the worst happened to someone, and maybe it really did it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe people do just want to escape and start a whole new life. It is crazy, and it really does make me wonder how many other people have faked their own deaths and actually gotten away with it, too. I know. Because he definitely could have gone away with that forever. It was that one simple thing. And I feel like, too, he didn't even have to give police that information. He could have asked for a lawyer or just said that he was who he was. He could have tried to stick with his little William Sweet bit, but he gave it up so quickly. I know. No effort on police's part, really. (sighs) Crazy. That is crazy, though. Let me know if you guys like that episode. I know it was quick, but let me know if you guys like more quick little tales like this. Let us know if you guys want more full hour stories that are long. (laughs) Yeah, let us know for sure. And if you guys like this mysterious sort of stuff, let us know because we do. I like this just because it has drama and you know the person that's found and it's just nuts. I do like knowing the ending. When you watch Disappeared, it's frustrating not knowing. So it's kind of nice knowing for once. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let us know what you guys think. And thank you for listening to another episode of You That's Creepy Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at You That's Creepy Podcast or send us an email at Ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.